Welcome to another episode of National Energy Talk. I'm Mark Stansbury. Today, we're going to be visiting with someone from Vancouver, Canada. He's the Vice President of Business Development for Actinum. That's an IT company. This has a software product that he's going to share with us. He has over 40 years of experience in the IT sector, which includes especially the emphasis on energy that we're talking about today. Owen Plowman, welcome to National Energy Talk. Hi, Mark. Great to be here. Well, we're so glad you are because there's so many things to cover in this day and time when we're talking about digital transformation, energy ventures to you name it. We're needing some help on scheduling and things like that that you can talk about because as far as energy transition and, and things like that, we're really not there yet. So, Owen, if you will, tell us about your background and what you were trying to accomplish. Sure. Uh, you, you gave the game away when you said I've been doing this for 40 years. It's actually something like 42 years now. I actually started writing software for profit when I was still in grad school in 1979, which is a long time ago. I uh, came out of school, got a job in a startup company working in the defense sector, and I spent about eight years doing that. And it was really interesting. Did some work for the U.S. Navy and Air Force and uh, the Canadian military. And then I went to work for Oracle Corporation, and I was there for 14 years and uh, got moved from Toronto out to Vancouver and uh, did a bunch of different jobs, uh, technical and consulting. And then I left Oracle, and um, that was about 2002, and I went to work for myself with a small consulting business that was trying to help smaller software companies get bigger. And it turned out that Actinum was one of my customers. and. I um, was there one day a week, and then it went to two days a week. And when it got to be four days a week, they said, you should join us full time. So I did, and that was in 2006. And since then, I've spent all my energy in the oil and gas sector, and it's been a great ride, and I've learned a huge amount. Well, as I mentioned, uh, digital, digital transformation, uh, which is at the forefront, uh, I've been giving a talk over the last several years, really based upon the digital transformation from the whiteboard to the boardroom. And what I was really emphasizing was a disconnect. And the disconnect was there are those that are have the software and the programs, and there's the boardroom where the average is about my age, which I'm in my 60s, 65 now, and so forth, uh, that are challenged from to transition to to incorporate. Uh, and that's not every company by any means, but there are a lot of companies out out in the energy sector that are really needing to look at the digital transformation, and it would be much more effective. And especially uh, using products like you have when it comes uh, to Actinum and the software. Can you tell us about your, your product and what you're trying to get across? I don't know how much time do you have. I can talk for hours about our product and what it does. And I really like doing that. But I think one of, the, one of the things I should tell you before we talk about the software is something that I've always been interesting in my, interested in in my entire career. And that is what makes initiatives succeed and what makes them fail? So I've always kind of looked at things I've been involved with and said, okay, so how come that one worked? And then, you know, a year later, I'm working on something and that doesn't go so well. And I sort of look back and go, you know, what's the, what's the thing that distinguishes what succeeds from what fails? So now if I, if I apply that to the things I've been working on with our oil and gas customers and the things I've seen in the industry, everybody's driving, driving, striving to improve efficiency. And I'm not going to talk about the technical efficiencies in the world of drilling that you get from just 
progress and better technology and so on at the sharp end. That is, you know, better drill bits, more efficient fracking and so on. What I'm focused on is helping offer operations get more efficient through better scheduling. And I've seen some successes and I've seen some failures. And I can sort of break it down into two areas. First of all, there's the people aspect. What does the organization do to come up with some kind of drive for better efficiency or performance improvement initiative? What does it do in terms of organization and management involvement and so on? And what happens in terms of the technology? And that's where our software comes in. So we have a very configurable tool that you can use for scheduling. And when we talk about scheduling, we're not just thinking of the typical sort of 1990s technology viewpoint of a bunch of resources, a bunch of activities, and then some dates when the resources execute the activities. That's sort of, to me, that's old thinking. What you need in your schedule is a lot of other data about your operations. So how much do they cost? Um, you know, what's the, what's the budget approval? What are all the milestones you have to accomplish to get to actually execute a drilling activity, for example? Um, what expected production will you get when you put your wells online, whether it's oil, gas, NGLs, whatever? And once you get that data into the tool and you have a comprehensive schedule with all this associated data, what you've got is really a, a model of your operations. It's not just a schedule. So now when you start thinking about what's actually in the schedule, you can ask yourself lots of different questions that you can't ask with the old technology. So you can say things like, are we making efficient use of capital over time? If we change our approach in this particular area, so for example, if we added a completion crew or we switched out a rig and we moved that rig to a different area, what would be the result? We might get a gain in production, uh, but that would be at the expense of spending more money. And so what's the trade-off there? And the ability to do that really quickly is what is key. So nowadays, what I see is that a lot of people make decisions and those decisions are made somewhat in the dark because it takes so long to figure out what the implications of the decision are, what will be the outcome. Well, our software overcomes that. It lets you create scenarios and evaluate them in just seconds or minutes. And so you can be in a meeting and people will say, we got to move this well out three months and you can then do that and say, okay, the consequence of doing that was it's going to change the cost by this, and you're going to get production improvement or decline of this. And everybody can be comfortable that they're getting a reliable answer. So that's something that's really key in our software. I would think that that would be, uh, well, unbelievable to have. Uh, I wish I'd have had it in the 90s and the 80s, uh, what you're talking about, because uh, in our planning, it was, you know, here's our checklist, and we'd go through our checklist, and then uh, there'd be something, you know, someone wouldn't get their part done. We'd have to scramble and make sure that were their survey done, done properly, was it meeting the budget and so forth. With this, I think you'd have to have a, quite a buy-in on the different disciplines, wouldn't you? I mean, what's a challenge there? Because, I mean, there's the, you know, from the geologist to the landman, geophysicist, so forth. Is there a challenge there? There is a challenge, yeah. And and so now, you you know, you come to the you come to the people aspect. We have great technology. But the question is, how do you get it into an organization? This applies to any technology. What's the best way 
to bring new technology in and get the organization focused around it because you've got to deal with the people and the fact that they've got to change the way they do things. So um, I think you need rapid implementation. So you need to get quick wins. What we aim to do is get people up and running with our software within about a three month period. Now, the entire journey that you take from start to finish may be more like six months, but you, we start doing workshops with customers and generally within about six to eight weeks, the software is in their hands and they're using it. So that's, that's really important because nobody's got time to wait for a year for something to change. The second thing is you, you, need, you need two really critical things. One is some people who are enthusiastic and want to embrace the change and not fight against it. So that we always look for. We're looking for the people who really want to make a difference and want to do things a different way and are quite willing to go through, you know, whatever disruption and upheaval there is in changing their thinking and changing the way they do their job every day. And then the other really important thing is management involvement and oversight. So management has to sit there and say, we're going to do this. Um, we're going to go through a bit of um, disruption and we're going to go through some change. But where we're going to get to is a much better place. We're going to be more effective and that's going to impact everybody in the company. And if management doesn't do that, then you stand a good chance. Well, in fact, if any of these people things aren't done, you stand a good chance of the initiative failing. I mean, that's that's based on my knowledge. So management has to be behind everything. People need to be behind everything as well. If you put those two things together, then you start to get buy-in because when you when you launch the software and you get it into people's hands and it starts making a difference, they are the ones who start telling all their peers, you got to see how this works. And we we've had a couple of really interesting examples of that. We had a, we had a customer that signed up fairly recently in, in the latter part of 2022 after us talking to them for about four years about what differences we could make. And they were always kind of, yeah, 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 well, maybe, maybe, and then COVID and so-and-so, so-and-so, right? And it all got delayed. And finally, they bit the bullet, and we're, we're, we have now a very happy customer for the initial implementation. Well, they were so happy that they flew people in from all over the country from different assets to come and see on one day what was going on with the software. And now all those people want the software as well. Well, we didn't do any sort of selling. We didn't do any publicizing of what had happened in, in the organization. They did all that themselves because they realized this is going to make a big difference to us and be a game changer for our efficiency. So, you know, it, it really does make a difference. Who would be a client for this? More of the small, large majors? I would say we have about 35 customer implementations and we go everywhere from super majors down to little tiny independent companies with maybe one or two rigs in the Permian. Um, we deal with customers around the world. Um, Saudi Aramco is one of our biggest customers, for example. They have a big unconventional project going on drilling for gas, which is um, new to them. I think it got launched late in 2020. And um, they have something like 60 rigs uh, being scheduled with our software and completion activities, all the pre-spud and, and tie-in activities as well, inspections, uh, well integrity checks. We have other customers around the world, Santos in Australia, cold seam gas driller. They can drill a, basically a well in a day, but there's a huge number of moving parts, lots of rigs, all this other equipment running around, facility builds, pipelines, and so on. They're scheduling um, offshore, onshore, it doesn't really matter. Our software is 
sort of general purpose scheduling tool and works in either environment. And it can it can work for a national oil company, like I say, all the way down to a little tiny independent. We've talked about or briefly mentioned optimization uh, in our conversation we've had before about strategic optimization 1440, which I've been writing about in, in Oil Man magazine and in columns that I write, because I feel like the, the strength of a company especially on energy efficiency and, and, and even environmental preservation, as far as it goes, is looking at optimization, how we can be more strategic, and 1440 meaning how, how many minutes are in a, in a day. Every minute counts. And I think that's why you, you bring it, your company brings that to that higher level really quickly. Uh, you, you have this opti- optimization uh, as well. Can you describe that? I know you've talked about it already a little bit, but even more so. Yeah, we have, a, we have an AI-powered optimizer built into the software, um, and you can use it to basically sequence the set of activities with resources assigned so that you're aligned with your business objectives. So if you're in planning mode, for example, if it's October in a year and you're thinking about what you're going to do in the next year and you know you've got 85 wells to drill and a bunch of rigs to do it, you can run the optimizer and you could do that for, say, an hour and you would come up with a highly optimized plan that was against that was, was held to your budget target and which uh, maximized production. Now... You can also use the optimizer when you're running scenarios or to respond to disruption. So disruption is a fact of life. Things go wrong every day. The best laid plan, you put it in place. It's highly optimized. And on January the 1st, somebody hurts themselves on a rig or something breaks down. And and now the schedule has to change. So um, as well as figuring out how to get things back on track, which is what the scheduler is trying to do very quickly, you have to be able to answer questions like if I take this course of action, suppose I, I delay drilling on a rig for a certain period of time, what is that going to mean? What's the outcome? And how do I make sure that I, I really maximize the effectiveness of the resources I have left and I stay aligned with my business objectives for the quarter or the year? Well, that's where the optimizer comes in because it helps you very quickly um, rebuild that part of the schedule. It doesn't disrupt the entire schedule. The way that our tool works is it looks at the local disruptions and it tries to resolve them and keep it, keeps everything else the same. So you don't end up with a brand new plan. Everything is is in place as it was, except for this area where the disruption occurred, which may be around a particular rig or frac crew or area in your in your asset. Um, so. The, the optimizer really works well, and it's designed to give you a good, feasible solution very rapidly. So it's not something that you sit and press the button and then wait four or five hours for. You, you sit and press the button, and within seconds or minutes, you have an answer. It may not be the absolute best answer, but it'll be a highly effective um, – it'll give you a highly effective solution that you can get working on straight away and get carry on and get, get back on track. As far as savings, looking at cost benefits, can you describe the opportunities that companies have by using your product? Yeah, it, you know, that's a really interesting question based on something I was doing this morning. There's there's just a little snippet I can give you. This kind of thing has happened twice, three times, actually, in the last few years. You you take a company's data. They uh, One of the things that potential customers often say to us is, look, you, you've demonstrated your software, but we would like to see it running our data. So we spend some time, we load the data, and then we run it through the tool, and then we demonstrate it back to the customer. And I was just doing that with some data this morning. 
And I discovered that nearly all of the customers' construction milestones, so pad construction and facility construction milestones, actually occur in their Excel spreadsheet after the construction and um, facilities have actually been um, done. So clearly something's absolutely out of whack. About three years ago, I was working for a super major. They had an Excel spreadsheet which represented their schedule. And uh, I discovered that they were completing a well three months prior to actually spotting and drilling it. So, you know, there's there's mistakes like that all over the place. So that's one great thing. That's one great benefit of using our tool. You can't make mistakes like that when you have a tool like ours. In terms of um, monetary benefits, um, we've seen some really interesting things in 2021 as operations have recovered from COVID. So we had a customer that started using our tool in about March last year, March 2021. They were using Primavera and they ran things in parallel for a while. And then they just went, OK, we don't need to do that anymore because our software gives you something called 360 degree visibility into your operations. So you not only can look at your schedule from the point of view of the resources, but you can say, you know, in a particular area, what's going on? What are all the operations? What is happening on a particular pad with, you know, the four wells or the eight wells that are on the pad? How are they? How are the activities being sequenced over time? And what this customer determined was, hey, we could spud 13 extra wells in 2021 that we didn't even realize because there was so much inefficiency in use of the rigs. And they couldn't see that just by looking at the rig resource scan chart. So. So just by looking at other, uh, look by using other ways of looking at the schedule, they were able to spot 13 extra wells and figure out what that was going to cost. And if they tie those wells in before the end of the year, what the production gains would be. We had another really startling number from a customer. They told us that they'd saved $100 million in free cash flow because of the scenario capability that had been, that's built into our software. So they were able to run all these different scenarios about their rig fleet, should they add or decrease? And what should they do in specific areas? And they could present various options to management. And they figured that their savings, and they talked about this internally long before they told us, they figured that their savings were $100 million. So I mean, it's, it's a very high number, but it's not, it's not unlike other numbers we've seen. We've seen numbers of $10 million. Uh, we had a guy phone, a vice president of an oil company phone our CEO about three months after starting the use of our software. And he said, you've saved us $1.5 million in people's time in the last couple of months. And we went, and, he, and Paul, our CEO went, well, what do you mean? How is that? Well, they used to have 20 people come for a meeting every day and they used to call it the two hour argument because everybody came from different disciplines and they would sit and fight and ask questions and, and complain that they couldn't get the answers to changes that had to be made, made in the schedule. And after using our tool, they were able to get down to four different disciplines and 20 minutes on average for a meeting. So they just saved a huge amount of time because, as I, as I mentioned before, Reservoir could say, we got to move a well. You can't, we don't want you to drill it in the middle of 2020. We want you to move it out by a year or more. And then the scheduler could say, sure, I'm going to do that. Here's the implication of doing that. Here's going to be the outcome. And everybody would say, okay, fine. So maybe we should not do it, but not move it by a year and a half. Maybe we should do it by eight months. What does that do? But they get the answers really quickly and they can rely on the accuracy of the answers. So it just saves a huge amount of time. When you're trying to exercise this, do you go into in-house uh, 
you mentioned about being trained. Is it in-house uh, or they go to location or what's the, what's the, the method? And, uh, and also, is there some pull pushback on that as well? I, I, I think there would be again, but uh, I, would, I think in the past it was Excel and probably Primavera and not knowing what tools they have. It's, it's got to be shocking to see these people's faces when, when it's working. Yeah, the you know one of the first implementations we did in in Houston way back in 2012, um, we started the project, and there was supposed to be a two month period where they ran in parallel. And at the end of the first week, so I I went in. I think we started on Monday, and I was down in Houston at that time, and I visited with the customer on Friday afternoon. And when I walked into their office, there was this huge Gantt chart on the wall, and he said, "Oh, that's out of your tool." And I went, oh, great. I'd never seen that before, right? It was printed up, blown up on the wall. And then he said, yeah, I'm not using Excel anymore. I'm going to use your tool. And I went, well, aren't you supposed to be running in parallel for a bit? And he went, yeah, it's just going to take me way, way too much time to keep things up to date in Excel because it's so fiddly. I can do it all in your tool straight away. And I've already shown it to my boss yesterday. And he said, okay. So, you know, that went really quickly. But that was because we had an enthusiastic user who was fed up with sort of spinning their wheels, doing a lot of laborious manual work. You know, what we try to do is just make sure that we we have a, an interesting approach, I think, to implementing the software. We work with the users very heavily, and we have a sort of canned training program that we give, which is, uh, it, it takes about two days. If we go on site, it's about two days of time. If we deliver it over the web, which is mostly what we're doing right now, it lasts about a week and you might do two hours a day um, for three or four sessions. But then after that, we spend three months um, mentoring the customer in their job. So we work with them and their actual schedule and we help them figure out how do I, you know, that thing we did in the training class where I was, I don't know, adding new wells or I was reassigning the wells to or reassigning the rigs to drill in a different way. How do I do that with my data? And we just go through that with them. Um, in person or over a video conference. And we find that to be very helpful. And that's part of your license for the first three months. We have a weekly interaction with you, whether whether it's, it, it, you know, you want it or not, we try to have a regular interaction. And after the three months, we switch that and we talk to you every month. So, sorry, I, I, I don't know whether I said that properly. For the first three months, it's every week. And then afterwards, for as long as you have the software, you can have a one-hour call with us every month. And we have customers like ConocoPhillips is a customer, has been since 2013, and we still have calls with them every month um, because new people come in and old people uh, have new job responsibilities. They want to try doing something else. There's something that they want to do in the software. We covered it in training, and that might have been six months ago. They want a refresher on how to do it. Or they have something new that they want to do. They want to add some ad additional data to the schedule and they want to figure out how to do that and what reporting they can do. So people find that extremely valuable. And the, the, the handholding and support is something that we pride ourselves on. And um, it's a little bit different to other, custom, other um, software vendors. And we found it to be extremely beneficial for getting buy-in. So that's a way that we overcome resistance. Is this cloud-driven? You can deploy it in the cloud or you can deploy it in-house. It's absolutely up to you, the customer. Um, we can do either. And um, we have customers that do both and we have customers that do a mix. So they have 
some of the software is in the cloud and then they have a desktop um, application and there's only four or five people using it. So they just keep it on the desktop because it's not a big deal if there's an upgrade. It, it's entirely up to the customer, though. We work with you whatever way you want. You see other products uh, coming around the corner. Are you doing some research and the potential for uh, uh, upgrades and things like that at this point? Or Yeah, we have um, we have a um, so we have two products right now. One is to one is used to manage the schedule. So usually there's one or two people in an asset who really look after the schedule and they have a an application that runs on the desktop. But then there's probably, I don't know, 20 to 30 people or maybe more than that who want to know what's going on in the schedule. And they may be working remotely. They could be out at the well sites or whatever. So there's a web based application which enables them to look at the schedule and actually change the schedule. And we have an internal to the product instant message capability so people can message each other about a particular activity or a rig or a, a, a frack crew or what's going on at a particular well. What we're working on right now is a, a smartphone app. You can already run the web-based application on a tablet, but we're working on an actual native smartphone application. So that'll probably be coming out later in 2022. And then we're always interested in other areas. So we've been focused very heavily on scheduling. That is the execution of a plan that is devised by the field planning people. And uh, we're actually starting to work in the field development planning area now. So identical, same product, um, our, our scheduling tool, we just configure it so it looks a little bit differently, um, but it provides all of the bells and whistles that you would need to build an effective plan. And we actually have a couple of customers who are doing that. Um, one, I would say, is sort of beta testing, and the other one is full-blown running with it. And um, results so far are really good. So that's an area where we're going to go and, and spend more money and time building enhancements for Are you seeing a challenge in, in getting a workforce uh, that will uh, support this effort? or? Uh... And it seems like we're starting to lose some folks in our industry. And uh, it's about time for opportunities for those that want to enter. You see opportunities? We had this great crew change phenomenon several years ago. And I think we're through that. And we've we've actually seen in many of our organizations that I would say the average age of the people using the tool has started to um, uh, uh, be younger and younger. And... Um, I think that's something that has helped us actually because younger people have come into the workforce and and somebody's been told here you're going to do the schedule and i'm going to give you microsoft project to do it and they go what like isn't there something better like microsoft project is you know 30 years old there must be something that came out more recently that is more advanced and that's actually been very beneficial to us or or in many organizations, they're using Excel, and and so, and the person that they give the job to says, "What Excel? There must be a better tool." And so um, they're eager to embrace this kind of technology because it. The the thing that we do is not only provide good solutions and good answers to questions, but we also support the scheduler in their job, and it really makes them more valuable in the organization. We used to do demos a lot. It doesn't happen quite so much now, but when you do. You do an in-person demo, there's 12 people sitting around the table, somebody starts to show the technology. And when I look, there's a person sitting at the table with their legs crossed and their arms folded and they're kind of leaning back. And I think, oh, that person is the scheduler. 
And the schedule, that person used to think, you're trying to get me out of my job by replacing me with this tool. Well, that is absolutely not what we want to do. We want to make you smarter and more valuable to the organization because you can get answers to questions more rapidly and everybody knows that those answers are going to be accurate. And so that's, that's really important for people as they move forward in their job progression. Owen, what is your uh, website? It's actinum.com. And actinum is A-C-T-E-N-U-M. And every page at the top right of the page has a little button saying schedule a demo. You can click on that and we'll be in touch with you. You don't have to watch a demo, but you know if, that, if you want to get in contact with us, that's a great way to do it. You've been listening, audience, to uh, an expert that has a software product for opportunities for the energy industry. And I uh, hope you'll go to the website. Owen Plowman, Vice President of Business Development for Actinum. Thank you, Owen, and appreciate everything you do for the industry. Hey, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, Mark.